it's tax season right now. Get it done. There's no reason to drag that thing that out. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no. We're almost done. I know. Society's family unit is in crisis as less and less people are making the commitment of a lifelong partnership together. It has been normalized, encouraged, and easier than ever to just throw in the towel when the going gets tough. With time at a premium, start by spending 20 minutes per week gaining thought-provoking inspiration towards a journey of self-improvement, ultimately improving your marriage, your family, your health, and your home. Are you busy or productive? What's the difference? Have you heard people brag about how many errands they have to run? How many emails they receive daily? Or how many meetings they have? Some people wear busy like a badge of honor, but that isn't the goal. Shouldn't we desire to be more productive versus just busy? Today, we will shed light on five tips to being more productive versus just being busy. Busy people are hell-bent on fitting in more things into their day. Productive people cut their to-do list thoughtfully by 50%. Busy people jump at every assignment. Productive people know the difference between urgent and important. Busy people are always distracted. Productive people create a system. Busy people multitask. Wait, what did you say? This is not a this is not a real thing. <laughs> Multitasking is not a skill. No. I've said it before. Productive people focus. Busy people are always available to take on more. Productive people know when to shut the door. I didn't mean to rhyme. <laughs> Not intentional. Busy people are glued to their desks. Productive people know when to take a break. And busy people say yes to everything versus productive people know when to say no. So have you ever noticed how workaholics are pretty boring? You ever <laughs> met these people? We've probably, we've, I was boring we, once. We, we've probably been accused of this too, so I'm not just pointing the finger because I, I think we're talking to ourselves too. And we don't want to be harsh, but I, you know, people need to have other interests in their life. Mm-hmm. Some people seem to dedicate so much of their time and energy to work that their marriage crumbles. Their kids don't even know who they are. Mm-hmm. Or their health is in terrible shape because they eat takeout all the time. Oh, we, we, I don't have time to cook a meal for myself or so my family. Sad. I mean, employers care about you, but only to a certain degree. At what point are you becoming a bit of a liability versus being an asset? How much value are you bringing? And if you're becoming just another worker bee in the hive, be aware that you need to keep building your skills. You need to keep becoming better. Take care of yourself and make sure you're making the most out of the one life that we all are given. People can be dedicated employees. This isn't to knock on that. But some people can take it too far and become obsessed with work. It's their whole identity. And it seems to be a growing trend out there. It just more and more people are just so proud of their work. And that and that's great. I mean, that's awesome. You, you love what you do. You contribute a lot. And it challenges you. It, it checks all the boxes. But what happens if you pour everything you have into work for years and years and then suddenly you get laid off? Will that company care about you enough to keep you floating 
for the next several months. I think a lot of people experienced that this last year. Did the company that laid you off or the company that you left or were furloughed from or what have you, did it crumble because you left? Not because of COVID and sales and blah, blah, blah. Did it crumble because of you? Probably not. No, most every company can replace you. You know, it may not be right away, but eventually they can replace you. So in episode 13, we provided five tips on setting personal boundaries and time management. So go check that one out if you haven't already. This topic is certainly related. We wanted to go a bit deeper because it's something we battle with every day, and it's very personal Mm -hmm. to us. It's become more personal because we see this a lot. We get stuck in this trap too. Less so now than than before. Yeah, I would agree But we still get stuck in this trap. Something we noticed is that a lot of busy people and, and people that are busy all the time, they're constantly busy, constantly so much going on, right? They love the importance of feeling busy. Mm -hmm. They even use it as a bit of an excuse, I wonder at times, to not be getting other things done that may be a bit unpleasant. Even things that you know you should be getting done, like taxes, you know. Nobody likes going through taxes and doing that, but it's tax season right now. Get it done. There's no reason to drag that thing out. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) We're almost done. I know. But is being busy a cover-up for not getting the meaningful stuff done? I find myself doing this at times, too. Like, oh, shoot, i got to unload the dishwasher. And, oh, I better go over and respond to these emails real quick. You know what? Those things can wait. Mm -hmm. I have bigger things that I should be worrying about right now. So this is about having priorities versus having just goals and a bunch of tasks to check off. I'm really bad about that, about checking off the little wins, I guess, versus the big things that I need to focus on, even even being at home. It's like, no, 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 no. If I'm going to work, I need a solid two hours of uninterrupted focus time. And if I don't feel like I'm going to get that, for whatever reason, kids, nap schedules and stuff like that, I'll just go ahead and move on to the, the little tasks like Mm-hmm. dishes and make the bed and prep dinner and you know pick up toys and all these little things which are important and great but at the same time it's okay if those dirty dishes sit in the sink for a little bit like at the end of the day with work or home life what are the things that absolutely have to get done what are you going to get in trouble for what are you going to drop the ball on if you just absolutely don't get something done today is it making the bed i don't think so now there's also an example of a crossroads of okay am i going to work or am i going to help my child with their school yeah great example recently uh-huh yeah Work comes second, 110%. I am going to do chemistry experiments. I am going to help you with math problems. I'm going to make sure that you understand these social studies concepts and so on and so so forth before I even open my computer. That is priority number one is our children's education. The main thing to remember is what is number one in your life? All these people, oh, I love my family. My family is number one. They're so important to me. Are they? Are they? Or are you (laughs) out the door at 7 a.m. and not getting home till 7 o'clock at night? Are you putting a hot meal on the table? It doesn't have to be every night. It doesn't have to be gourmet either. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it could just be that meal time where you sit and talk together, but... 
we had times in our past where it wasn't just the work hours. It was the after hours where we were texting with our friends at work. Work colleagues. I use that lightly because it's amazing how quick that disappears if you don't work at that place anymore. We would get sucked into that stuff too. Our minds wouldn't be on our family. We were mm-hmm. still thinking about work or at least the work people that we were around. Then we want to go out with them after hours and do other things and it just takes you away from what your real priorities are because then as alluring as that can be for a short time, a little bit later, that suddenly can disappear. Mm-hmm. Now what do you have left? So our pillars are marriage, family, health, and home. Those are the four things that you you did not hear work in any of that. Right. <laughs> work is not one of our pillars. Work supports that and it's very important. Oh yeah. You we, like you have to make money and pay the yeah. bills. Please don't live off of the government and we, forever. And, and we and we like what we do and, and we will absolutely work as as hard as we possibly can. During the work time. That is the thing. What is your work time? Ben's happens to be a little bit longer than mine on a daily basis. I'm lucky enough that I can have a very flexible schedule. Work time is work time now for me. Family time is family time now for me. Marriage time is marriage time. Health time is health time. And that is super important to remember and to distinguish and to not mix the two. For example, I write down three things a day that I need to get done for work. That's it. Anything else that comes up, nope, sorry, can't quite get to that today. It's going to have to wait until tomorrow. People (laughs) value that. People understand that. My time is valuable enough that I get to dictate when I work on something and when I don't. Because these are the three things that I've picked for today. And the, the rest, once those are done, the rest of it is my family and my marriage and my home and my house. Very rarely is there a fire drill. Whereas my entire day previously, walking into the office was what what on my list is going to get pushed back because of what the... What fire do I need to put out? Because of the part of me shit show that I'm about to walk into. What fire am I going to have to put out today? So I didn't even bother to plan one to three things that I needed to get done because it wasn't it wasn't going to happen. And I was just going to frustrate myself because my time was not valued. Something that happens quite a bit is that busy people, and I'm guilty of this, but busy people get sidetracked a lot. They get something done just in time or it's just a little late every time. But when you're a productive person, you get something done ahead of time. You set yourself your own deadlines. You, you don't wait for somebody else to set it for you. Think about when you're planning or packing for a vacation. This is something that, that we do, mm-hmm. I mean, pretty well. Do you wait to pack till just right before you leave, and then all of a sudden, you don't know what to pack? That sentence right there just gives me anxiety. Right. Exactly. <laughs> We've done it before, though. Yeah. I mean, and you can blame it on kids, and you can blame it on being busy, right? The mm-hmm. busy excuse. Then you have to suddenly think, oh, shoot, what's the weather going to do while we're there? Do I need swimming trunks? How many socks do I need? Do I need to bring boots? And there's like all these things that all of a sudden you're like, uh, shoot, you know, I haven't prepared. That just provokes stress. The anti-planner just provokes stress. Case in point. So we're coming up on our son's one-year birthday. Obviously, we knew this day was coming. It, you know, it wasn't a big thing. So 
and, and with all birthdays, not just this one, we start planning well before. I make a list in a Google Doc of what I have, what I need, and all of that. And it's all done before. Wow. What a flipping concept. Because mm -hmm. otherwise, I'm going to be spending the day before or day of of my son's birthday <laughs> running around trying to gather all this stuff and gather my thoughts. How is that productive versus, I don't know, spending my son's birthday with him and not dragging him around to a bunch of stores to pick up all the crap I forgot? What a concept. Now we'll just really quickly talk about five tips that uh, we see for improving productivity. This is about creating a system for yourself, even down to the most mundane tasks like checking emails. And I, I'm very, very, very guilty of this. If you're a productive person, you reserve time in your calendar to check your inbox. Now, that doesn't mean you completely ignore it, but I'm guilty of compulsively checking my inbox to make sure I'm not missing something. If something's that important, someone will give me a phone call. Mm -hmm. They won't just send me an email. Have I trained them that I'm just going to respond to every single email that comes through right away? What does that say about my time? It must not be very valuable. I must not have a lot going on if I'm just always available. But the five tips that we have for today is to number one, don't forget to take breaks. Okay, th this isn't about procrastination. Remember to take a breather every now and then and clear your head. Come back with a fresh set of eyes on something. I'm guilty of this sometimes. I get so focused on a task that I forget, okay, I need to step away. I'm actually being counterproductive right now. Mm -hmm. Number two, focus on the more difficult work during your peak productivity times. What does that mean? So that means some of you may be really good in the morning where your brain is just on it. You're focused. Nope. You've had three cups of coffee. <laughs> And <laughs> well, yes, but nope. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you're pr more productive at night. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're more focused for whatever reason. Most people aren't. Most people are more productive earlier in the days. But some people are. Some people are better at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. What is that time for you? What's the best time mentally that you can do the problem-solving, creative, hard-to-do, like, I-need-a-lot-of-focus type of task? Block that off in your calendar. Mm -hmm. Okay, so number three, third tip, remove distracting apps on your phone or your computer. Th this is really simple, and I know this may not be groundbreaking, but get rid of all the notifications. I, I have Oof. an Apple Watch, I have a phone, I have a laptop all sitting here, and I can tell you, it just it's so distracting, but try it. That little red just... circle with the, <laughs> with the number, yeah, I've yeah. turned all of them Turn off. Turn it off. Just, just don't have all the notifications. It's so distracting. Mm -hmm. That applies to the personal life, too. That's not just work. Um, there's nothing worse than trying to talk to somebody about something personal, and all of a sudden they get a buzz, they look down their phone. The message to you is you're not important right now. Mm -hmm. This is more important. This is more urgent. Don't let it distract you from what you should be doing. I'm very guilty of this, but turn off the notification window on your Outlook when it pops up with an email Try to get rid of the noises, the whether it's the whistle or the buzzing sound or the bell or the ding or whatever you have on your phone. Try to get rid of that. You can check your phone every so often. You can silence people. It's, do you realize that? Yeah. Like You can put people, just people on Do Not Disturb. You don't have to put your whole phone on Do Not yeah. Disturb. You can put people on Do Not right. Disturb. 
yep. use the technology we have at our fingertips. Well, and that applies to number four on this list is to also get rid of some of the apps or maybe log out of these things if you have to, but you may need to get rid of these altogether. Don't spend too much time on what they call the infinity pool apps, the ones where you get stuck in an endless string of scrolling or going through video after video after video. These we would all be get sucked your in. Facebook, your Instagram, YouTube, your Pinterest, and your YouTube. Where you just keep going from the, the one to the, the next. Big slingers out there. Next thing you know, it's like, oh, it's eleven thirty and I need to go to bed. And number five, we've talked about this before. Get more proactive with your time. Think ahead. How do you set time aside in advance and anticipate some of the distractions? Anticipate the fact that things may take longer than you think. With some practice, this really can get better. So how do you balance work and play? So the solution is to intentionally plan out regular and repeating work and play periods. You work uninterrupted for a set amount of time and then take a break for a set period of time. And then the cycle starts again. It's easier to stay focused when you know your work session won't be interminable and exactly when you'll be getting a break. And you can actually enjoy your break knowing that you've earned it. This is something that I actually do quite often throughout the day. I'll work for 30 minutes and then play for two hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I can. But no, the, the weather is getting nicer. And so in the morning, we stop and we're like, hey, let's look at the weather for the day. Okay. Yep. The high today is going to reach it at about 2 o'clock. Block it off block Mm -hmm. off two o'clock first thing in the morning you know move meetings if you have to or something because we know yay we get to play from two to three we get to go on a walk and get some vitamin d and some sunshine you should absolutely keep a to-do list of some of the distracting times like keep a, a little notebook and just write down the little things oh i need to pay that bill oh i need to throw the laundry in the washer and Whatever it is, just keep a short to-do list of it's okay things to have you can lists. do. Oh, yeah. It's totally fine to have lists. It's but, encouraged to have lists. Absolutely. But you that should. doesn't mean you do it right then and there. But you need to prioritize them. You can't just write down a brain dump of absolutely everything in the universe that you could possibly get done in one day because you won't get to it all, and then you'll push it to the next day. Mm-hmm. It'll just keep getting pushed. Things will keep getting pushed. You need to prioritize and get those big things done. And if you work at home, your break time can be used for household chores, like we were saying. And you can really find that it's actually more satisfying when you're on the clock and you got to run over real quick and you got to unload the dishwasher or you got to wash those bottles or change a diaper or I have to go make the bed or whatever the case is. It actually doesn't, Mm -hmm. it's not too cumbersome. When you're in between work tasks. Even if you work out of the home, how can you change your schedule to make sure some of that stuff gets done? For instance, when I worked out of the home, I got an hour lunch break and I came home. Did I eat lunch during my hour lunch break? No. Did I take a nap during my hour lunch break? No. Did I sit down and watch trash TV during my hour lunch break? No. What did I do during my hour lunch break? I made the bed if for some reason I didn't get to it that morning. 
I unloaded or loaded the dishwasher, depending on what I needed to do, switch out or fold laundry, and prep dinner mm-hmm. in an hour lunch break. And then you know what? The night before, I had already prepped my lunch that I could easily eat in my 10-minute drive back to the office. Nobody needs an hour lunch break to eat. Get other stuff done so that when you and your family get home at 6 or whatever at night, you can be with your family and you don't have to do all that other stuff. So if you're sitting there taking a power nap on your lunch or if you are watching trash TV on your lunch, get up and do something else to make yourself less, quote unquote, less busy. Tell me how you really feel. Don't hold back. Don't sugarcoat it. Passionate about this topic, too. I know. I hate the busy sickness. Yep. It's the busy excuse. It's the person who's always late. They're always behind. They always have that reason why they couldn't get that done. Well, you know what? At some point, it really is just an excuse. It's not a very good reason anymore. So the bottom line is to work when you work and play when you play. Focus on one at a time and don't let the lines become blurred. You will find that you're far more productive and your work-life balance will be far more fulfilling. For this week's call to order, sit down, take a look at your calendar, and block it off. Remove distractions, plan for breaks, and become more productive. Take the time to save time and better use your day to your advantage. Don't just manage your time, but manage your schedule and your priorities. This will help with the feeling like you're constantly coming up short and you can begin to get further ahead with some practice. Make sure all the small things aren't keeping you from the bigger priorities in your life that might be more fulfilling. If you're ready for your marriage and family dynamic to thrive and not just survive, all it takes is 20 minutes or less joining us each week. It begins with a journey of self-improvement while you sit in the carpool lane, commute to work, squeeze in a workout, or get halfway through folding that laundry pile. Be sure to check out the blog at thefamilyorder.com and follow us on Facebook at The Family Order. If you're ready to start your journey, be sure to click subscribe so you don't miss new episodes every Monday.